down the street or go to the airport or stop at McDonald's, you would look at people and say, hi, how you doing? From 2009 to 2023, now we do this. Yeah. These things have taken over the world, haven't they? So what do you do when your 13-year-old daughter says, Mom, Dad, I've got to have a cell phone. Please, I got to, I need one. I have to have one. You can cut my hair off and sell it to somebody. I need to have a cell phone. How do you answer that question? It's interesting, whenever anything cultural comes, we, I don't know, get kind of scared and we forget that the Word of God has answers because all Scripture All scripture, as you see, is given by inspiration or breathed out by God. It is profitable for teaching or doctrine, for reproof, correction, training in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, might be mature, equipped for every good work. And our goal as parents and teachers and grandparents and friends is to help our kids and our teens mature. Now, I hang with teens my whole life. And you go to the courtyard of the wilds in New England, and you hear four or five girls in the circle, oh, did you meet him? Oh, I was, he is like so immature. Okay, nobody likes being called immature. And we got to help our kids be mature in the Lord. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God. What does that mean? It means it's God-breathed, right? Then what does that mean? You're all 14 years of age, okay? I'm going to break it down. Take your hand. Everybody, put it in front of your mouth. Do it with me. Everybody, put your hand in front of your mouth. I want you to repeat after me. Everybody, do it. Peter picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Did you feel that? (laughs) Did you smell that? Okay, you, you cannot speak without breathing out. And God spoke these words. And then he asked his friends like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel and Moses and Matthew and John and Paul to write them down. It's called the precious word of God. And the word of God is given. Why? For doctrine or teaching to teach us what is right. For reproof to teach us what is wrong. Then for correction to teach us how to make the wrong right, and instruction or training in righteousness to teach us how to keep it right. This is the purpose for the word of God. So every time we are faced with a cultural challenge, let's go to the word of God. So how do we deal with this? Mom, dad, grandparents, you, my goal for you would be that you kind of turn this and don't think, okay, I have to make all these decisions. Let's put it on the teen's shoulders themselves, where they answer before God, okay? So in other words, mom and dad, you have a daughter. She's, I know you're going to college this fall. I got that. Okay, let's pretend you're 14, okay? <laughs> and basically, remind me your first name again. Catherine. Catherine. Catherine, okay. We don't want anyone to look down on you, just because you're young. You're not in college yet, okay? Instead, Catherine, for the other kids in the youth group, for the little ones that are still in preschool and maybe even elementary, Catherine, we need you, you as a teenager, to be an example. Now, you also have, not just to the younger ones, I want you to be an example to some of these older ones. Some of these older people, they don't even know how to text, you know. 
spell check really is bad for them, okay? So I want you to be an example. I want you to be an example to both the older ones in our church and the younger in our church. In fact, if I was speaking in behalf of your dad, I want you to be an example to mom and I. Because this is your world and you're growing up in it. I don't like this world. I wish we didn't have to live in this world. I wish we could live back in the days of a little house in the prairie myself. Then all you'd have to deal with was like Nellie's attitude. But we don't live in that world. So, be an example. How? Be an example in word and speech and what you say. And in this one passage, it's amazing uh, how, how, how many different ways we can be an example. Don't let anyone look down on you just because you're young. But be an example for all believers in word, speech, and what you say. So how do you communicate with others? And now I can, even though it's aimed at teens, go back to mom, dad, grandparents. How, how do you talk to others in our digital world? And I'm talking about cell phoneaholics and text monsters. And there's no age on this one, is there? What does God say? Romans 12, and by the way, mom and dad, you got to study scripture and meditate on it and dig into it to get its true meaning. So I look for a passage that deals with true communication, whether it be a cell phone or a dial-up telephone or a walkie-talkie or etching pictures on a cave wall, okay? It's still communication. Let your love be genuine. Don't pretend that you love people and you really don't. Hey, abhor what is evil. And that should be seen even in the way you communicate. Hold fast to that which is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Don't be lazy or slothful in your zeal, but be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Constant prayer. You say, Rand, how does this one passage deal with communication, okay? When you study scripture, take one phrase at a time. Do a word study. Find out exactly the intent, the purpose, why that passage was written, and start digging it in and start applying. You ready? Let your love be real, genuine. Are you ignoring others or being rude just because a friend calls? Have you ever been talking to somebody and all of a sudden you're not very important because Verizon just told them how much they owe on their bill? And they go right to it do is buzz or shake a little bit or beep and it even takes priority over our face to face communication Um, hate evil love good abhor what is evil be loyal to or hold fast to what is good are you careful what you talk or text about we mentioned this morning we talk about what we think about we think about what we love do you complain Do you exaggerate? And all these things have biblical principles, okay? Do your friends know that you hate sin? Be kind and loving by preferring honoring others. Love one another, brother, affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Are you conscious of those around you? I have to fly a lot. I don't like to fly, but I have to fly a lot. And I don't know why this happens, but as soon as those wheels of the plane hit the pavement, whether it be in Boston or Manchester. Hey, how you doing? Yep, good, yeah, just landed the wheels. They don't even, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you there, okay? <laughs> they don't even need their phone. They're screaming so loud, okay? Ten-foot zone. 
Sometimes I have a special buzz or ring that my wife calls, and if she's calling me, I have to be gone a lot. And I might just say, hey, if, if you, I, this is for my, I need to take this, okay? And then I'll just walk away, just 10. And keep your phone and vibrate, please. I mean, I'm in a lot of churches, as we know, and I don't think I've ever been the service phone hasn't gone off. And everything from rock to Bach and everything in between, okay? <laughs> Keep a zealous, intense testimony for God. Do those you talk to know that you love God more than them? Do those you text with, do they ever hear a blessing you got from your devotions? Do you ever get Monday one and say, oh, let me tell you what Pastor Matt preached on Sunday. It was such an exciting message. And Do we even think about sharing that with others? We can talk about sports, and we can talk about weather, and we can talk about whatever. Why don't we talk about God? I know you love him, and I don't even think it's because you're really that scared. I think we don't think. And, and we, 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 how will others know? Some of our staff were in a restaurant, and they... Um, Jumped, he was with a bunch of friends. One of our staff was with a bunch of friends, and they plopped down to eat. And I think, I think it was, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't think, it was Burger King, I think. Anyway, they sat down to eat, and it was awkward because the other guy started eating, and he thought I should pray first. And then, you know how that's awkward sometimes? So he just kind of quietly prayed, and then those guys got quiet, and they, like, were embarrassed that they hadn't prayed. And as soon as he lifted his eyes, like, I got up across the restaurant and walked over to him. He said, son, I saw you pray in front of your friends. It took a lot of guts. I'm very proud of you. The way I understand the story, that guy just happened to be the president of Zondervan Book Company. Guess what Rick received in the mail uh, the next week? A brand new leather-bound Bible. Now, I'm not going to promise to you every time you go and pray in a restaurant, you're going to get a Bible <laughs> set in the mail. But I will promise you that you'll tell your friends that they're more important or that God is more important in you, to you than they are. And I'm telling you, it's the same thing with their phones. Let them hear you talk about God. Don't let anyone look down on you guys because you're young. Okay? Be an example for all believers in conversation. And this is life. This is conduct, behavior. How do you behave in public in our digital world? Talking about blogs and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and like 37 others since this morning, okay? Okay? There's so many different ways. Marco Polo, whatever it might be, okay? There's many, many ways to communicate, isn't there? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think of these things. Now, I have to say, when I hear this verse, and I have it memorized, obviously, in the King, in King James where it says, whatsoever, and, and when girls get ticked with you, teenage girls, whatever, back in Paul's day, they said, whatsoever, okay. <laughs> Mom, Dad, can I have a cell phone? Can, can I do Facebook? Can I do Instagram? And what do we want to say? No! Not until you're at least 80, okay? <laughs> but we need to teach our kids how to live in an ungodly world. And not just throw them out to a, at the point where they don't have mom and dad to help them. 
So I encourage, now, teens, kids, if mom and dad say no phones till you're 18, you obey and submit and don't pitch a fit for mom and dad, okay? They are in control of your home. But I do encourage parents to teach your kids how to live a godly life in an ungodly world. Mom, dad, can I have a cell phone? Maybe. What do you mean maybe? We have six months until Christmas. I tell you what, I want you to take Philippians 4.8. Not only do I want you to memorize it, but I want you to take each one of those eight statements and I want you to write one page You can go to the pastor and get a commentary. You can go online and study this. But I want you to know this verse, what every word means inside and out. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a little card on the refrigerator, and it will have eight statements with a little box that could be checked. What are they? Whatsoever things are true. Have you ever lied online? Mom, have you ever lied online? Dad, teens, exaggerations, rumors, lying lips, lying thumbs are still an abomination to the Lord, folks. God hates lying. I mean, what did Jesus say? You're of your father the devil. Why? Because he was a liar from the beginning, murdered from the beginning, but he's a liar and abode not in the truth. Jesus is the way, the what? Truth and the life. God hates lying. Lying lets are an abomination to the Lord. And the word abomination simply means hate, hate, hate. So, sweetheart, I want you to study and think about all the different ways that teens can lie and why they lie. To get somebody else in trouble, to lie so they don't get in trouble, or whatever it might be. But if you lie online, you disobeyed God, and you will lose the use of your phone for two months. Now, as we go through all eight, mom, dad, you don't have to freak out when you find out they're doing something inappropriate. Sweetheart, you disobeyed God. Because the day quickly comes for our teens going to college in like, what, three weeks, four weeks, maybe? So now all of a sudden, Catherine is no longer have Catherine and mom and dad and God. That's Catherine and God and temptation. Be different. Scary. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. What's everything's are honorable? Have you dishonored your parents or God? Teens, isn't it easy when mom drives you literally insane? Oh, mom, she drives me insane. Oh, I can't wait to get out of here. The Bible doesn't even say honor your Christian mom and dad. The Bible says honor your parents. And whatever they say, whether you agree or not, that's not even the issue. So if you've been mean disrespectful, sharing that with friends while you're... What sort of things have been just? Have you been fair to your friends by talking to them before talking to others? And how cruel any of us can be, but how cruel teens are. 
They do. They grab their phone underneath their desk when they're not allowed to have in school. Did you see that outfit that Cindy has on? It makes her look like a barn. And all this stuff goes on, okay? I give you all, we have younger kids here, so I'm going to be careful about my illustrations. But the lies and the rumors and the false accusations, it gets kids in trouble just because somebody is upset with somebody else because now some boy likes that girl. And I'm telling you, it happens all the time. What sort of things are pure? Have you involved yourself in impure conversations? And again, I will be extremely discreet, but mom and dad, please don't have amnesia. Don't forget what it's like when you're 13 or 14. The desire to be accepted. The desire to be loved. To hear some boy say to some girl, oh, you're so beautiful and and then ask some questions or ask for some actions, even with the phones and the cameras, that could lead to just devastated hearts. I can't even tell you the number of times I've counseled teens who have even considered suicide because of the consequences of foolish things with their phones and the picture taking and all. And then they get mad at each other and break up, and then maybe these pictures are sent around, and you know what I'm talking about. What sort of things are lovely? Have you been ugly or unkind towards others? What sort of things are commendable? Have you kept a positive approach to life? What sort of things are excellent? Have you lost your spirit of excellence by giving in to sin? What sort of things are praiseworthy to God? Have you pleased God in what you say? And I'm telling you, here's a perfect list of eight Bible truths. And all it is is saying, honey, this is what I want you to do with your phone. This is what God wants you to do. Because he says, think on these things. And you talk about what you think about. And you think about what you love. So please, before you react or try to get somebody to like you, you've got to think whether you're violating any of these principles. Teens, don't let anyone look down on you. Just because you're young. And by the way, teens, I feel for you, okay? You say, parents, they think we're dumb and we don't know anything. They really don't, but sometimes you feel that way. And if you're left at home to babysit little brothers and sisters, what do your little ones say the second that mom and dad are out? You're not the boss of me, so you lose on both sides, okay? Don't let anyone look down on your young, but be an example in love and a spirit of genuine concern for others rather than self. How do you deal with selfishness in our digital world? I'm talking about iTunes addicts, Xbox junkies. Questions stir the conscience. Accusations harden the will. So we got to learn to ask questions. And I love this passage in Philippians 2 that deals with selfishness. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but to the interests of others. So when I use the phrase plugged in or connected, it could be the phone, it could be the iPad, it could be the games. It could be a social media platform, whether it be TikTok, which, by the way, parents, don't. It's incredibly dangerous. Incredibly dangerous. The way that it's formed and the addictive nature of that one is really tough. You have Instagram, there's Facebook. Of course, moms have taken over Facebook. We know that, right, teens? <laughs> Does being plugged in or connected disconnect you from your family? 
sitting down in a restaurant to eat. A mom comes in with her three teen girls. And I just thought, oh, that's sweet. And I look over, and they didn't even get plopped down before two of them grabbed their phones, and the other one put her earbuds on. She's like, isn't it sad we have to make a rule not to bring your phones to Thanksgiving dinner? But this is what's invading our homes. And, and when you sit down for even to watch something at night, everybody has their own, Okay? Does being plugged in disconnect you from your family? Does uh, being plugged in or connected disconnect you from your God? The danger of an earbud, earbud generation is they choose who they're listening to completely. Whether it be a songwriter or a friend, and some of it can be really, really good. There's some great podcasts and listening to scripture, wonderful music to make you think about your wonderful Lord. Whew, there's a lot of other stuff too, isn't there? And even in the home, they still are not hearing you and what goes on in normal conversation. Does being plugged in or connected consume all our time for family, friends, or God? You ever take your phone and go to settings and go to screen time? I dare you. Whoa! Four hours. You ever just check how many times you pick it up? And how many times if you do post, you refresh to make sure you want to find out what's going on. I want somebody to love me and only seven people like my post and, and FOMO. I preach a whole message this summer, not on FOMO, if you're missing out. I preach a whole message just to the teens on FOMO. Some of you heard it. What's FOMO? That's what I have. I have the fear of you guys missing out on everything that Jesus learned when he was a teenager, where he increased and matured in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. I'm afraid they're going to be so busy on their phones and winning games and reaching the top level of Halo that they'll never, ever truly learn how to cry out and pray to God. That they'll never learn how to take an incomplete hour, an hour and a half, and read a passage and dig into it. Because it's not at first as exciting and the good feelings. And the dopamine effect that comes from our phones for all of us, any age, is instant gratification. And that's our selfishness. Did you know the same, quote unquote, spiritual dopamine to good feeling? It comes. But sometimes it takes a half hour in Psalm 23 to remember that the Lord is, oh, my shepherd. Yeah. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, teens. But set an example for all believers in purity, integrity, and control of the desires of the flesh. God is a jealous God. But he is not jealous of us. Ready? He's jealous for us. He knows exactly what kind of love can reach down and grab a hold of the heart of your 14-year-old son and not let go. Got it? He knows what kind of temptation will grab a hold of your daughter to where she begins loving it more than she loves mom or loves dad or even loves God. God is jealous 
for us. How do you guard your purity in our digital world? Cell phones, blogs, Facebook, TikTok, iTunes, game systems, Instagram. And many of you are smarter than I and can probably give me some more. Every time you word, read the word beloved, do you know what it really means? Hey, you, love of God. Even when you're acting selfish, God says, I still love you. Here I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passage of, of the flesh wage war against your soul. Mom and dad, you've got to understand that there is a war being waged against the hearts of your kids and teens. When parents call me, pastors, deacons, spiritual leaders, say, Rand, can you meet with us and our teen? They loved the Lord for so many years, and then all of a sudden they don't want anything to do. I normally ask two questions. If it's a girl, I'll say, what's the boy's name? If it's a boy, I'll say, what's the girl's name? Or I'll say, how are they doing with their social media and their phone? There's just something about the passions of the flesh. Sin is sin, okay? But when you eat seconds on french fries, and you really shouldn't, okay? You're not beating yourself up two days later on that one. But when you make an immoral choice and be involved in immorality, whether it's in the mind or with another person, you don't forget, do you? The Bible is very clear that you sin against your own flesh. So you got to ask your kids and teens, if you have a mom and a dad that literally would come to you and say, hey, can you get your phone? <gasps> Wait a minute. I had a parent recently, he asked me about that. I said, Rand, he was crying. I love my daughter. I just need to borrow her phone to look something up, and she did that. How do you deal with that? Okay, now, I'm a cheerleader for teens. I love teens. And I said to that dad, I said, well, two things I do know. Number one, she knew whatever she was doing is wrong, or she wouldn't try to hide it. And that's good. Because that means the spirit of God lives within, okay? But number two, she really loves you, Dad. And she doesn't want to hurt you. Yeah. And they're both good. Because some of us, you want to get mad at your kids when they're messing up. And just think of our own hearts. But this concept of communi communicating with people you do not know. Dad, Mom, can I have a cell phone? Maybe. We're going to study Philippians 4.8. We're going to set up a little grid here on how you could lose possession of your phone for a couple months. You know what else we'll do? We're going to limit the number of friends. You can have 10, period. Oh, by the way, number one, number two is Mom and Dad. Fine. And there's not going to be any ability to technically connect with the social media but we are going to let you text your favorite friends or cousins or mom and dad. Okay? Till they get used to it and make good, solid decisions that please God. Are you accepting unsuitable friends that make you question your authorities or even your faith? I want kids to stay pure. I really do. 
But what do you do when they've got friends? Oh, yeah, you go to that heritage? I bet you they teach you that God is the only way to go to heaven. You know that's not true. Do your teens understand apologetics enough to answer that question? That's scary, isn't it? But you have to understand, this is the world that we live in. So there's a lot of work that's done before. Um, Are you becoming more and more accepting of lewd and crude language? It's tough. I mean, come on, what's in our homes? There used to be certain words and the movie or TV show was turned off, right? Are we doing okay? And some of the words, ha, I just, sad. It's sad. And it doesn't even phase many teens anymore because they're so callous and they've heard them so often. Are you playing games that are full of nudity, crudity, and graphic violence? Games you have to think thin in order to win. Games are fun. They really are. You know, Call of Duty. And there's all kinds of games. They're really, really fun. There was one I don't even know, but still popular. It's called Grand Theft Auto. Do you understand that you have to at least mentally break seven of the Ten Commandments to win that thing? Ram, it's a game! As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I could go on and on tonight. Operate conditioning? What is that? As simple as operate conditioning, you understand during World War II, they said it was on the percentage of guys that actually shot their guns was like 38%. And so they started saying, we got to do something about this. So they teach them operant conditioning before the video games ever hit the world. And in the armed forces, they would teach guys to be able to do shots where they could get a headshot. And so by the time we got to Korea and Vietnam and Iraq, it's up to like 92. They taught them through video games. All I'm saying is what you think, you become. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Are you downloading any music that exalts music groups or musicians, get this, that love what God hates and hate what God loves? I'm not even going to talk about the genre or the type of music. But if the groups themselves push what God hates, and it's constantly coming in. And I have parents come to me and say, Rand, give me a list of things you say no to. No, I will not do that. You give them Philippians 4.8. And if you want to help them for a while, maybe you can have a yes list. Okay? So get a yes list. Yeah, okay, you can listen to uh, what? Pat Sapphire. Okay, you can do that. He's good. By the way, did you know I'm Wild Bill Hookup? Maybe you guys said, why, looky there. By the way, I really am. Ron Hamilton, one of my dear friends, okay? That's my claim to fame. I'm Wild Bill Hiccup, okay? <laughs> are you viewing YouTube videos that are inappropriate? And by the way, you know the emails and the texts I get from kids? This is not just a kid problem. Dear Rand, I don't know what to do. I'm watching, I saw what my dad was watching. I don't know how to tell him that that's so bad. 
I've had teenage girls tell me that they push a dresser in front of their bedroom door at night because they're scared of their dads or brothers because they know what they're watching online. Kids shouldn't have to grow up that way, folks. And even dads, I don't know what you're hiding. I don't know what games you play or sites you visit. And even if your wife and kids never find out, your confidence as a godly leader is shot. And the eyes of the Lord are in every place behind the evil and the good. Are you saying yes to the constant advertisements for wicked sites? Has your cell phone become a tool for temptation? Are you struggling every day to keep your thoughts pure? But folks, this is the world that we live in. And every single one of us have a settings button. You know what my settings button is on my Instagram? Seven minutes. It's gone. Would you like more? No. But what you do is you, when you're walking with God and doing well, you set every setting, every parameter you can, get this, to make it hard to sin and easy to do right. Say that with me. Hard to sin and easy to do right. Say it again. Hard to sin and easy to do right. And teach your kids to do the same. Teach them to do the same, okay? Um, God has much to say about our digital world. First Timothy 4, Romans 12, Ephesians 5, Philippians 4, 8, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, 1 Peter 2. Hey, you want to start over, Pastor? Because I can start over with a new list from Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. I can go to 1 Thessalonians 4. I can go to Matthew 5 and 6. I can give you a whole other hour message on the same thing. Just using God's word. God's word is relevant. It works. And my goal in helping teens is not that they're just thinking, what am I doing that's wrong? No. Does this help me? Love God more. Is it sin? Wrong question. Does this help me love God more? When we think that way, make decisions based on that, I'm telling you, it'll change your life, okay? So I'm going to pray for us. Because again, you didn't ask to live in this crazy world, did you? I pray and ask God to come back I, I used to say every day of my life, but many, many times a day. I'd set dates. Oh, yeah. I set a date for this fall. You see, you can't set dates. Feast of trumpets. Study it. It's a two-day feast. I don't know the day or the hour, <laughs> but it's one of those two. No, no, no. I wish I could set dates, but you know who wants to return, the Lord to return even more than I do and probably many of you? The Lord. He does. Because as I go, he said, let your heart not, let not your heart be troubled and anxious and worried in this crazy world we live in. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Because in my Father's house are many rooms for guys just like us who fail and who get angry and who lust. And in context of John 14, he's talking to Peter. Peter, for rooms, rooms for guys just like you who will turn their back on me and even deny that they know me. Yeah. But I will come again, and I'm going to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also, okay? God's word has much, much to say. 
So don't set parameters, the yes and no's for your kids without the word of God. Teach them, but every decision they make, does this help me love God more? Does it help me honor my parents in this? Okay, this is so important. So I'm going to pray for us because this is something that we all face. Okay, I see some real little kids here and I'm thinking, oh, I don't want them to have to grow up into this world, yeah. But again, we're here, aren't we? And for such a time, Book of Esther, for such a time, we're here. And we can make choices that really show God that we love him more than we love our sin and love ourselves. So I'll pray and then the gang's going to come back up. They're going to sing a song entitled All I Ever Want to Be. Now, I usually cry when I hear the song. I'll tell you why. For 15 years at the Wilds of New England, we have this thing called a staff meeting, and we get all the rules and explain everything, and it's 1.45, it's 2.15 now, and all the campers are coming in at 2.30. And around 2 o'clock to 2.15, hey, find a prayer partner for the week, and they do. And they're praying all over the barn. And then Audrey starts on the piano. And we get to sing this song together as a prayer to the Lord. And all we want to be is what God really, really wants for us. And that's my prayer for your kids. That's my prayer for all of us, okay? But I beg you, please, answer the digital questions of life with the word of God, okay? Let's pray.